Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where the best thing in wrestling this week may be what is called the boner yard match on pay-per-view this Saturday. It's lost the mid card. Welcome. We are here uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, SummerSlam a few weeks away yet. Uh, nothing else really coming up anytime soon. So we're kind of uh, basically that's the main thing. We're gearing towards SummerSlam and uh, uh you might say you might say that JB, but I think there's a stacked dynamite card this week that is actually pretty pay per view worthy. Yeah, like that that show we're getting Wednesday night, top to bottom. I'm fucking hyped for it. Yeah, I got I got the preview uh, pulled up here for after we talk dynamite. Uh, yeah, just I guess just no pay per view really to look forward to except for uh, talking shop on Saturday. We'll get into that. That's gonna that's gonna be something. That's gonna be something. That's gonna be something. Like I said, there's a boner yard match. If that tells oh, you. Oh boy. Uh, but first, thank please you. don't please don't tune into Talking Shop of Mania expecting a serious wrestling show. That's all I ask of anybody who orders that. Please, if 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 you're like if you're a Jim Cornette wrestling type of person, please do not buy Talking Shop of Mania because you're just gonna freaking hate yourself. This this is just <laughs> this is just gonna be fun, goofy entertainment, and and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to expect on that one, but uh, I don't think anybody truly knows what to expect. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, all you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. Uh, we are also on the YouTube as uh, we've been uh, doing a video for a couple of months now. And you can uh, find us on YouTube as well. The links to everything are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard. Or on the Twitter at LITMC Podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, you've already heard him talking about the Boner Yard match. He is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I just finished uh, watching Impact a little bit ago. I thought they had another fun show, and uh, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to to Dynamite on Wednesday night. So yeah, I uh, let's do this thing. I did a, a I did a pod uh, did a podcast a buddy of mine on Twitch uh, beforehand, so I did not get to see Dynamite yet. Um, so I will impact. Or impact. Or, uh, <laughs> I will probably probably watch it once we get done recording here. We got off to a late start, even later than what we were doing last week after watching Impact, because I, I was on a, a buddy of mine's podcast talking for about an hour and a half, uh, a little bit of wrestling, a lot of gaming, and. Uh, and before that I was doing voiceover work for, uh, a top five list. So I've done a lot of talking today. Uh, we'll see if I can get through this podcast. Uh, shouldn't be too hard. 
So we introduced Matt last week. We introduced the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, Vince. We obviously got Price is Right. Of course, can't let can't. can't I think I think that's just WWE booking nowadays. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Van Vliet interview with the Good Brothers. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, of course, we uh, I can't you had to have this one in. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. You already heard Vince. Shut up. And of course, Ric Flair. Woo! So we had those five in there uh, for the podcast last week, and uh, we, we used them pretty religiously la- uh, throughout the show, didn't didn't we, Matt? I, I I feel I feel we used them. We get look, we got a soundboard. We're gonna have some fun with it. Damn it! I added nine more. Oh yeah, variety the- baby. I added nine more. Uh, uh, we're gonna. There's more to add. I mean, Ch- Matt just came up with one uh, before we went on air. We're like, how did we not think of that? Um, yeah, buddy, it's gonna be great. So, uh, nine more. Uh, two of the nine are very similar. This is such good shit. Or the original. It's such good shit. <laughs> John Moxley. Thank you, John. Uh, hey yo, l- little. Uh, Little hall there. Of course, we had to have you stupid idiots. <laughs> a little Chris Jericho. Matt's favorite. Matt's favorite. Will you stop? The gorilla Absolutely, Moxley. my favorite. I love the gorilla. Vicky <laughs> Guerrero. That'll stop people in their tracks. That was a that was a very good one that I clipped there too. Uh, this, I believe, was the steel cage match between Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt. As you can tell, there's no music, so obviously it was not an entrance. It was when uh, he, he what he took off like the overalls and shit. Yeah, he was yeah. out of out of the spell. Uh, two more that we have. Oh, that was a big moment. The USAC chant. Which also can be directed to creative. Uh, Sad but true. And then uh, uh, one of my favorite BTE bits. Do ya? Well, Kaz. Do ya? Kaz's that southern. At the end is ridiculous. Kaz's southern voice, though, I am gonna miss. That was fucking hilarious. Look, you only had to spend five hundred dollars to get rid of it, so it's okay. I, I I can't remember even how he said water. You, wa- the water? <laughs> what well, wa- water? It's whiskey. Shit, it's tequila. <laughs> oh, big money has, man. Man just has different alcohol and water models for some reason. Do ya? Oh, I love that bit. The do ya bit. Uh, you know what I think about that do ya bit? It's such good shit. Yes, yes, John. <laughs> such good shit, pal. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, and uh, I have 15 buttons, but I can actually flip to a different page very easily. So We, we can are going it. to entertain the fuck out of ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. That's just yeah. what we do. We're gonna, so we'll add uh, much more. I did not watch Impact. I'm actually I'm gonna not even look at the spoilers. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good show. Um, and, and as I mentioned on Twitter this evening, I hate the fact that I love the Wrestle House skits. <laughs> they, did a, they did quite a few of them on tonight's episode, and I hate the fact that I love them. Yeah, um, they're, they're weird. They're, just they're, they're fucking, out there. 
Yeah, they they really fleshed them out this week, and like it's basically turned into like a reality show, and Tommy Dreamer's hosting it, and it's just it's 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 funny, and then um, they, they they got they got a good dig on uh, WWE in there that I popped for. I thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, what else did you? What else stood out for you tonight? Um, I thought Eddie Edwards and uh, Trey Trey had a great match. I enjoyed uh, the Good Brothers in Reno. Um, I, they're continuing Jordan Grace and uh, and Deanna Perazzo's feud, which should be because it was the best match to me. It was the best match on Slammiversary, so it's kind of a no brainer to not 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 continue that feud. It's like um, it, it doesn't seem like they have anybody built up at the top of that card yet. Uh Kylie, they're obviously fast tracking, but you know Yeah, but Kylie's at Wrestle House right now. Yeah. So and I think everybody that's on Wrestle House is not on the actual show right now. I think they're keeping them separated. So oh he's he's versus Moose next week for the TNA championship. Uh, uh, there was a minute, so how can uh, you not be excited about that? You have no excitement for Heath versus Moose. Yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, I uh, I had a brief moment where I flipped to Impact while I was waiting. We were waiting to go live, and I saw him talking to Moose. So <clears throat> that'll yeah. be you know what that'll be. Scott Demore told Heath if he wins the DNA Championship, they'll get him a contract. Yeah, he'll probably win that game. He'll win that one. I, I would pop I would pop huge if he if he beat Moose. <laughs> uh, Dynamite this week was the first Dynamite in, that wasn't a, a branded pay per view in a while. Uh, a great at, fucking show. As uh, they have been doing, Cody has been leading off the show with open challenge, and none other than fucking Eddie Kingston comes out and cuts a fucking great promo followed by a a great match and a great emotional post-match interview uh i just don't see how they can't sign this guy i don't know man i don't know but then if you watch, uh, you know, the Good Brothers of Chris Van Vliet, they're, they're making it almost sound like they're not going out and signing anybody. But you've seen people get signed during this pandemic to All Elite. So. But it kind of makes you wonder, oh, when is Matt Cardona showing up then if they're not signing anybody? I that, to me, he's – look, I, I feel like Kingston deserves a contract. But at the same token – if I'm Tony Khan, I gotta, I have to sign Cardona and and Miro first. Yeah, like the, no offense to Eddie Kingston, great promo, great match, great post promo. He be he deserves a contract on the show. And if wrestling was thriving right now with crowds and everything, I think he'd already be signed. Yeah, but I feel like Cardona and Miro have to take priority over Kingston right now. Just because Kingston's kind of like at the tail end of his career. He almost retired. Yeah, and Miro and Cardona are arguably just entering the prime of their career. You know, and I think both of those guys could do huge things 
uh, for AEW. I think it would be absolute insanity for them to slip through the cracks and not get picked up by AEW right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're probably no brainers to be going to to um, <clears throat> to AEW. Uh, Miro is thirty five right now, and plenty, uh, plenty of career left. Yeah, you know, at least 10, 15 more years if he wanted to. And uh, Ryder is also thirty five, or, yeah. or Cardona. So. Yeah, I think I think they're both entering their prime right now. Oh shit! A lot of people didn't start getting pushed till they were thirty-five back in the day. So. DDP didn't start training to wrestle until he was thirty-five. No, uh, a lot of the WWE superstars of the eighties and nineties they weren't even they they were not pushed until their mid late thirties. So, yeah, I I I think that you know, damn, <laughs> you you know what I mean? I, I just. I feel like it's a no. I feel like it's a no-brainer. I definitely look. I definitely feel like they should sign Kingston, and I think if we were in a better world situation right now, I think he'd already have the. He'd already have the contract. He'd already have the graphic. Eddie Kingston is all elite, yeah. you know, and all that. But I just I feel like you know, Khan has to balance money right now, and I'm sure yeah. Khan's thinking, who's going to draw more eyeballs to my television? right now yeah. is it cardona and like a guy like cardona or a guy like miro or is it eddie kingston and i just feel like it's cardona and miro yeah and 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 i don't know how much cardona is gonna is really gonna <clears throat> initially move the meter um he has a big following though uh and he's a hell of a talent that never really got his just due but i know that but miro is is that mega talent that Got I, th- over... I think the upsides on both of those guys is gigantic. Yeah, my, Miro got over with Rusev Day, and Vince neutered him on that. He got over again on in the in the Lashley feud. It was a shit feud, but the positive of that is it got Rusev over once again. And um, so and Cardona I, had a sweet promo video. Go to his yeah. go to his YouTube page, the making of. Um, yeah, I love that. that. Who's that dude that owns the shop in a storage locker? Oh, shit, yeah, I forget, I, I forget his name. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> he was hyped. Yeah, he was definitely hyped. Uh, but you yeah, can... I just I, to me it's to me it's a no brainer. We saw what Ryder could do, you know. I, with the Eve Torres storyline with John Cena. Well, I mean, just just him being able to get himself over without the WWE backing. Yeah. What he did with Z True Long Island story. Yeah. To me, it changed social media. I, um, I don't think there would be a B in the Elite today no. without Z True Long Island story. I, I really think, don't think there would be. I think the Bucks have publicly said that. Yeah, and look, and then I'm 100 right. Mm. Um, to me, it's just it's a no brainer. This guy can get himself over. He's got a gigantic loyal following that hasn't given up on him. And I think him being on AEW would be tremendous. And I couldn't think of a per like if they're eventually going to do the Cody heel turn, I couldn't think of a, of, of a better candidate for Cody to turn heel post-match. And if it was, if it was on Cardona. And, and it makes me wonder, like we do this heel turn. Um, I, I wonder if 
Spears is not a part of it. He gets rejected by Tolly and Cody because they had the feud. And I, I would not be surprised if Spears turns babyface to team up with Cardona in that initial run against this new Four Horsemen. And I bet you, I could bet you, it might be Cody Hangman and FTR now at this point. And Spears, it, it absolutely, it absolutely could, it could be. It's and they me, turn Spears either, babyface. To me, it's either Spears or Hangman. Like I, I'm not, I'm not sure which one it is, but I think, I think it's one or the other. But I, I definitely think. It's Cody, and I definitely think it's FTR. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think you can separate Hangman and FTR at this point. I think they, they you say you want to take me out for a beer. Yeah, <laughs> poor Cutler, he had to wait, leave, go uh, wait behind, but it's such don't, good shit. Don't 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 worry, the best friend's gonna kill Brandon. So it's all <laughs> that, right. That whiteboard was great. <laughs> That what that whiteboard was great, and then uh, Matt's Google search history when he was on the phone. I didn't even notice that until you sent it to me in the DM. Anytime so... he, anytime he talks like that with the phone, with anytime he talks like that with the phone like this, I know there's something in there. Usually it's Google, and it's usually a Google search history. He's done it before on the show. So. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones in there. Very nice Easter egg. Uh, MJF took on Griff Garrison. I'll tell you what, Griff Garrison. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Griff Garrison. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, BTE aside, Griff Garrison kind of he he got a lot of respect from Twitter. MJF he, helped get that kid over. A lot he of people absolutely he, did. He a lot of people were impressed with his words, like being uh, going on the mic with one of the best in the business right now. Uh, a lot of people were impressed with him being able to uh, to, to go toe to toe on the mic. Obviously, the match was uh, 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 five minutes, but the match still had some quick spots, a uh, good spots for Griff. But overall, it was a well done vehicle to continue to push Griff Garrison. And then we have BTE. And honestly, I think more people will remember his name due to what MJF did than anything else. Yeah. I I feel like MJF made it a point for people to remember Griff Garrison's name. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was MJF did a masterful job to make you care about a guy who's really not in the mix right now, so to speak, but could uh, definitely be a future player for that company. So I, I just, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was just a fantastic piece of business. I, I loved it. And it was an example of BTE coming over to dynamite. Uh, they used the jungle boy reference, which was tremendous with the dark order. Uh, and, and it was, it got such a response that he's been on BTE every week now. And now the whole thing with, with Brody Lee, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? That's Dude, caught Brody on. Brody Lee is a fucking star. Yeah, on being the elite. I fucking He's love. Absolutely I love, phenomenal on there. I love the stack of papers as a weapon. <laughs> I know Evil Uno wore the Jaguars helmet this week. <sighs> oh my god! I, I He's ended like, up, it worked. It worked. 
and it all started with uh like with uh uh silver and uh god who's the other guy that tag team in the dark order silver and reynolds uh the kool-aid bits were great with orange cassidy and chris statlander and then they incorporated brody and it's just it's getting bigger and bigger the whole the whole dark order segment on bte's just getting bigger and bigger using trent's mom and who had good. the fuck you straw was that big swole uh nyla nyla okay i couldn't remember i knew it was one of the women down i couldn't remember which one it was yeah and nyla had the that, that was that was, great. that was fucking funny <laughs> uh and now it's like one of the best running gags Obviously, the Griff Garrison thing is like one of the best, and just Dark Order in general is one of the best. I'm bags. shocked that there's not a "Who the fuck is Griff Garrison" shirt. Yeah, for sale yet. There's gifts out with, there. I know that much. With, with, I'm just saying, with the amount of merch that company turns around and makes every time like Jericho the, says something, like the Demo God 1849 shirt. Yeah, there's two. Uh, yeah, there's like two Demo God shirts now. Yeah, well, I'm talking one that looks kind of like the Austin 316 shirt. Look at this. It's, it's, it's Demo God 1849. My can is invisible in the middle. <laughs> uh, it's better, better than your whole body being invisible. We, we, we would never make a mistake like that. In honor of uh, the bar fight on SmackDown, I was, oh, wearing a, I was wearing, again, a shirt. And, oh, it's green. And so I was a floating head when I got onto Zoom with Matt today. And it looks awesome. like Zordon. I had to switch shirts. It was amazing. I can't wait to talk about the bar fight. I'm curious what you got to say, but we got, we're a long ways from that right now. Uh, uh, again, one of the great things in AEW is the relationship between Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker and Reba. <laughs> uh, I have never seen... Matt, I have never seen a wrestler do so much for themselves while they've been injured as Britt Baker has done. Like, she has done some tremendous shit. See, here's the, man, here's the thing. Like, I feel like she has to come back and all out and win. But at the same token, I don't want to see Big Swole lose. Yeah. So I'm like, how? I don't know how they're going to book that match. If there was a uh, Big Swole is not really, uh, uh, Britt's going to win that match, I'm almost certain. Big Swole but is at, but, at the same uh, token. Yeah, would would losing the Swole even hurt her at this point? Probably not. With because as much as she's built herself as, up over this, yes. Yeah, so, so you could have Swole win. It's not. I mean, can you soon, imagine her having a fit on throwing a fit at quote unquote Reba after at, the match is over after she loses? And, uh, and that I would be the biggest. That would be the biggest win of Swole's career. I think it was on Twitter, but Re- uh, Rebel said uh, she might be getting back in the ring. So I hope she does. Um, she's really. I, I really liked her at Impact. Oh yeah, she uh, she she uh, interacts with people a lot on Twitter. So um, I, I I think I saw that while I was watching the Impact or uh, Dynamite. She had something about uh, mentioning that she was uh, going to be possibly returning to the ring. Uh, really, that would be really cool. Britt called herself the Michael Jordan of something. I can't remember what it was. Well, now that's a t-shirt. Like the Michael Jordan of return, returning or something like that. And and so uh, there's now a t-shirt with the old 80s Bulls logo uh, with Britt Baker and then the number 23. 23. Yeah. 
her and Shivani have been great. Uh, K- Brian Cage and Taz enter the promo. Uh, Taz mentioned how Cage was close to firing him for throwing in the towel. Cooler heads prevailed. Uh, as we mentioned on the podcast, uh, it made complete sense. Taz did it because it was a business decision. And um, Darby Allen came in with the skateboard, but holy fuck, Ricky Starks knocked the fuck out of him from behind. Yeah, and I think he immediately tried to grab him and be like, dude, are you all right? Yeah. Because that whiplash off that top row was brutal. I love that Ricky Starks is in this group. It doesn't, like, it's it's an odd fit on the surface, but if you watched NWA like Matt and I do, you know how much talent this kid's got, and so I, I that's why I like the fact that he's already in an important... And NWA was, was preparing to build their company around that kid. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they lost him. And who knows who else they might lose between now and then whenever they can start running shows again. I guarantee no. you, um, well, yeah, like the television champion Ziggy Dice is gone. Um, I, well, I, gar- I hear he's still under a deal, but he's trying to get out. Oh, that's uh, my that's my understanding. I think uh, he's still locked under a contract right now. Yeah, I, I think I think it was a matter of time before uh, Starks would maybe regain the television title and then eventually defend it seven times to invoke the lucky seven role. And then that would be where he'd become champion uh, with the NWA rules. If you defended the TV title seven times in a row, you automatically vacate that title and get a world title shot. So I I think he probably would have taken that step to becoming an NWA world champion eventually. Um. So uh double team with Cage and Starks on Darby. John Moxley makes the save with a barbed wire, uh, barbed wire baseball bat. Uh, so I, I love I love that team of Moxley and Darby. That makes complete sense too. And of course, uh, we will have a a tag match on Impact uh, or Impact Dynamite. Got Impact on the brain all of a sudden. Uh, tag match on Dynamite with uh, Darby and and Moxley against Cage and Starks. Uh, which, as Matt said, it's a, it's already uh, shaped up to be a gigantic card on Wednesday. There's a women's tag team tournament coming this summer. Uh, 16 women, eight teams. Uh, maybe it leads to the women's tag team titles down the road, but uh, the women's division needs built a little better. They need some padding. They need a lot of padding in that division right now because yeah. here's the problem with the women's division in AEW. Half the talents are hurt. The other half are stuck overseas. And they don't have a whole lot of contracted, healthy talent in that division right now. So they need to pad that division with talent. They don't. I don't think they have 16 women under contract right now that can do this tournament. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're going to have to bring in outside, like independent talent to fill this. And I think they, there's nothing – but positives out of that. Like like what we already saw last Wednesday with Ivelisse and uh and Diamante, both of those girls should be signed. Like if yeah. they're not signed already, they should both be signed. They they need that that, that that's AEW in my opinion. That's AEW's only weak point right now is their women's division. Yeah. And if they could get like five or six, I would say, um extra women in there, I think that they would I think they'd have a really solid 
thing on their hands. You know, when Chris comes back and Britt comes back and, and Rio comes back and, you know, they can get, you know, all the other talent that they can't get a hold of right now or due to injury or whatever, I, I feel like they'd have a really great division on their hand. God, how lucky were they that Sheeta was in overseas? Oh, man, that would have been brutal. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Alex Marvez interviews uh, interviewed the inner circle. Um, then uh, false count anywhere match between the Young Bucks and Butcher and the Blade. That was tremendous. Uh, as you can see in the background here, that – that double dive off of the stage was to end the match was, was, was fucking sweet. Uh, that was really well done. Um, I loved, I loved how blade washed his hands there. Cause uh, butcher and blade were cutting meat in the kitchen when the bucks came up on him to start the match. And I thought it was hilarious that, that blade went and goes to wash his hands before they start the match. Uh, and, and it, it sounds like the Bucks were banged up quite a bit coming out of that match too. So, I, I didn't hear that. Are they all right? Yeah, just banged up is what I'm hearing. No, I mean after after a pinfalls count anywhere match of that magnitude, it, it does not surprise me that they were that they were banged up. And they've hell hell they pulled in a hell of a quarter hour. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, out out of that match, over a million people tuned in to watch the bucks and butcher and the blade that's fucking awesome and butcher and blade aren't a top five, even a top five to your tag team right now yeah so uh, i i think that i think that uh, i think that says a lot about how the young bucks have uh appealed to the aew audience in general i think that's a, i think that's a really good thing uh lance archer beat up some jobbers in the locker room Took out a ceiling tile in the process. That was kind of funny. A um, couple of Puerto Rican women going at it. Ivelisse Diamante. Uh, this report says Ivelisse got the win, but she did not. Diamante won. No, she most certainly did not win. Yeah, Diamante won. Yeah, because she's facing uh, Sheeta on Wednesday. Non-title. Yeah, though, non- non-title, which is fair. If she doesn't have a contract yet and she's only one into what she's like maybe one and two in the company right now or something like that, or two and three or, or something along those lines, she doesn't deserve a title shot yet. Wins and losses matter in AEW. Like Sometimes. the only, the only title that people can come in and get shit from is the TNT title due to the, to the open challenge set the way that they have it set up. So. Yeah. There are times where they forget about the wins and losses, but. I don't, I don't really think so. There are times. Uh, I think, I think people, they've done a pretty damn good job with it so far. Yeah, some of them. It, there's been some some hiccups, but uh, probably the guy that we know least about in the Dark Order Five, Alan Angels took on Hangman Adam Page. I mean, there is there wasn't a story about him like we had with Ten. Uh, obviously, Silver and Reynolds are uh, were a tag team that were losing, and so then they got recruited, and obviously, you know, Cole Cabana and everybody else that's it's in there, and of course. Uh, Stu and, and Evil. So five is the guy we don't least about. Uh, he, he got beat up by Hangman. Uh, match went a little longer than it probably should have, but uh, Hangman gets the win. Brody Lee uh, 
talks with Adam Page, says he's nothing but impressed with him, and uh, notices that uh, he has a lack of friends, and he's in a, uh, does he know that he's in immediate danger? And uh, Brody offers to uh, have him join the Dark Order, but uh, Hangman says, I don't know if I'm really to, ready to join a cult right now. <laughs> So uh, the Dark Order uh, attack Hangman Page when FTR make the save. And uh, Kenny Omega tried to make the save. He was a little late, wasn't he? A little bit. A little late, Kenny. A little late. So. Uh, then the uh, the main event, Inner Circle of uh, Jericho and Hager taking on Jurassic Express with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Uh, very lengthy, nice, long, good main event there with uh, with the Inner Circle winning. Uh, the, uh, the the big thing wa- that, that helped them get the win was uh, who they thought was Serpentico. Uh, they, they thought, uh, oh, are we getting a sixth member of Inner Circle with this Serpentico guy that I know nothing about? But no, it was Sammy Guevara. Welcome back, Sammy. Uh, he did his time, and there's uh, a better man coming out of it. And uh, uh, overwhelmingly positive support for his return on the internet when I looked and uh, when I looked around. So it's good to have Sammy back with the inner circle. Agreed. Uh, and uh, Orange Cassidy comes out with the best friends, and. Uh, we're going to have a five-on-five five match next week. They're actually, next week, tomorrow. Going to have ourselves a little five-on-five five match between the uh, the Inner Circle and the best friends in, in, uh, in Lucha. Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. It's going to be good. Good shit. Good, good, uh, good episode of Dynamite. Like I said, next uh, uh, tomorrow or today as you're uh, listening to the podcast on Wednesday, July 29th. Um, we uh, uh, all elite wrestling will uh, have a, a pretty damn good card for uh, for the uh, for that. So we got we got uh, Diamante against Sheeta, and we got uh, the five on five match that we just mentioned. Uh, there's a Texas Tornado match, isn't there? Yeah, it's um. Uh, Omega and Page against yeah. uh, and Omega and Page against uh, Uno and Grayson for the titles. Yeah, it's 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 uh, Moxley and uh, Darby against Brian Cage and uh, and Starks. Yeah, that'll and be. The... You got can you got Cody versus uh, Warhorse? Yep, Cody versus Warhorse. I mean that, that dude. That's a stacked show, man. Don't expect to tag. Well, I don't know, man. If FTR is joining up with Hangman, I don't think FTR is the one that takes the titles. I, I we might get a title change tomorrow, Matt. I don't think so. I don't know. It's starting. I, to, I, I it's starting yeah. to crack again after it got better. So I think they're doing it to keep everybody guessing. Yeah, and FTR can be smart enough to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. You know, do the buddy-buddy thing with Hangman and then turn on him and get the titles from him. Yeah, that would kill Hangman joining the Four Horsemen. Yeah, then 
you slot Spears in there. Yep. Who's been on a winning streak quietly. Yep. Like he's won a lot of matches this year. I think he's like what seven and two or something like that right now. I mean, he's quietly racking up that win loss record. Uh, like of, right under of, pe- right underneath people's noses. Yeah. A lot of squash matches though, but that's hey, how you, it wins a wins a win. That's how you pad your that's how you pad your win loss record, right? Yeah. Just like in real sports. Somebody's gotta be the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> NXT, uh, the major news was Keith Lee relinquishing the North American title. So now we're going to have a book. we're going to have a ladder match at Takeover Triple X uh, SummerSlam weekend. So Takeover is going to be on uh, the same uh, same weekend as SummerSlam. Um, so uh, there are qualifying triple threat matches to in, to be able to get into the ladder match and. Um, before we got to that, Dexter Loomis took on Killian Dane, defeated him there. Brizango defeated Everize. Uh, Everize are French Canadians, so Brizango came out as the Mounties. That was pretty fucking funny. Uh, the Quebecers. The Quebecers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart beat it, defeated Aaliyah. Uh, the major thing there was the fact that Mercedes Martinez has joined the Robert Stone brand. Uh, so finally someone that actually can do some serious someone damage. Someone actually credible. Yeah. Better late than never, Robert Stone. Better late than never. Uh, triple threat to earn a spot in the ladder match. Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, Johnny Gargano. How about Bronson Reed breaking through in this match, Matt? Not sure how I feel about Bronson Reed having to climb a ladder. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's a thick boy. Yeah, they, they they might need to break out the big show ladder. Uh, I was uh, the wrestling world, the the wrestlers, the fellow people that he works with. So much, there was so much a uh, outpouring of of support for that win. It was it was cool. It, look, and it was it was it was a nice story and whatnot. But let's let's not mix words. Finn Balor better win that fucking match Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to see Dexter Loomis or Timothy Thatcher in this match over Finn Balor. Yeah. You know, don't don't even fucking play that game with me, Triple H. Don't fucking do it. I would not be surprised if Balor wins it at TakeOver. I, I, I fully expect Balor to win. There's not going to be yeah, another. Yeah, because his whole feud with Walter got derailed thanks to yeah. the stupid virus. So he's kind of been he's kind of been treading water in NXT ever since because his 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 main feud build up rivalry was taken away. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he wins that title. He has never held the North American title, so um, I would not be surprised if he wins it at uh, at Takeover. Overall, and I think that's a hell of a credible champion to run to run with that title too. Yeah. So, look, you could put some young guys in there, but like. You gotta have you gotta have some big stars in that match too, and Finn Balor fits that bill. Yeah. Uh Timothy Thatcher and Orny Lorcan beat the shit out of each other again. Hey, I will watch those matches any any day of the week. Those those are fun to watch them just beat the fuck out of each other. And uh carrying cross with his biggest challenge to date. He him and da, Dijakovic had a good main event match, Matt. I don't would they they reenacted Rocky Four. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know how else to put it. I must kill other than other if he than dies, NXT absolutely reenacted Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. Yep. That's what that's what they did. Yeah, that was uh, quite emotional watching uh, Keith Lee watch Dijakovic get the fuck beat out of him. That was pretty brutal. Uh, so NXT uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, Balor, Loomis, Thatcher, and the Triple Threat. Uh, Keith Lee responds to Karrion Cross's heinous actions on Dijakovic. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong take their issue to the ring, so it looks like that'll probably be a takeover match. And Shotzi Blackheart takes on Mercedes Martinez. Very weird that two heels would be uh, going up against each other with Roddy and, and Gargano, but they got two heels feuding on the on on the main roster too now with uh, with uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So, is anyone truly a heel when they're facing Nia Jax? Not anymore. <laughs> I'm all about Shayna Baszler right now, buddy. It's such good shit. <laughs> Smackdown live from the Performance Center. Uh Banks and Bailey lead off the show. Um Nikki Cross wants another chance at Bailey, but Bailey said in order to get that chance you have to go through your own friend Alexa Bliss, so that led to uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross with Nikki getting the win in a, a really good match. Actually, I liked it. I thought SmackDown was really good overall. I thought Raw was pretty good overall too. So it was a pretty good week of wrestling, actually. Um, you know they teased a split uh, with Nikki pushing Alexa down before the match. Kind of wonder maybe now is the is the, is the clock running out on this friendship? Is Bliss going to turn heel? Obviously, Nikki Cross is not turning heel. She's a uh, her star has risen big time since with the pandemic. So, I'm assuming Bliss turns heel on her eventually. Don't you think? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we had a little bit of a Firefly Funhouse. Uh, nothing to write home about there. Basically, half of it was, or three quarters of it was replaying the swamp fight. Obviously, we know Braun's taking on the Fiend at SummerSlam. So, uh, Matt Riddle, quick win against Tony Nese. They furthered the uh, uh, feud with King Corbin there. Uh, Miz TV with Naomi uh, playing off of the whole uh, Naomi uh, Twitter movement that happened uh, to uh, a lot of people pissed off of. How she was handled against uh, against Lacey Evans. I did think it was pretty funny when she uh, fucked up Lacey's makeup, though. That was kind of that was kind of funny how how really fucked up she made it. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably what uh, that's probably what Lacey Evans said after that. And. Uh, Big E standing outside the trainer's room. Kofi Kingston comes out and says he's out for six weeks. Basically leading to uh, Big E is going to be in a solo push. Uh, where do you think this goes, Matt? Uh, obviously, it's well longer. I want to see Big G, I want to see Big E and AJ Styles, brother. 
yeah? You don't think it's going to go as high as the, uh, the, the WWE Championship? Not if they're going to put the title back on the fucking Fiend. Yeah. Like, I'd look, I'd love to see Big E and Braun Strowman tear it down, but I don't see them doing Big E and the Fiend or Big E and Bray Wyatt or anything like that. To me, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. Um, unless somehow the Fiend doesn't win and Big E takes it off of Strowman. Type two. I'd rather almost see Big E and Strowman, two big, strong dudes clashing. I, I would almost rather just have the Fiend out of the title picture. He yeah, doesn't... no, I agree. I, I don't think the Fiend should be in the title picture. It's a special character that doesn't need a championship. They backed themselves into the corner when they did the shit with Rollins, and they felt they had to put the title on him afterwards, and they, they did a really lame-ass thing to get it off of him, and now I don't feel like they should. he should ever be in a WWE title program again. Just yeah. let the character be special so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, a fatal four-way uh, winner gets AJ Styles for the Intercontinental title on next week's SmackDown. Uh, Drew Gulak, Shorty G, Lindsay Dorado, and Grand Metal League. Grand Metal League get in the win there, so he'll get to lose to AJ Styles next week on SmackDown. Pretty cool, though. Uh, you know, get some guys that aren't in the picture to at least you know get a title match on a SmackDown. I don't hate that at all, Matt. Yeah. Uh, they replayed a lot of the best of Mandy and Otis. Uh, we hadn't seen much of them lately. I think one of them might have got COVID, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the same. They teased that this Friday on SmackDown, the love story continues. Oh, yeah. Need to get Otis on the soundboard, right? Will you stop? <laughs> Accurate. Uh, since Shinsuke and Cesaro cutting a promo, I love... I love those guys. I'm glad they got the belts. And then the bar fight. I, I liked the bar fight, Matt. What did what did you think? It, it was what it was. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just, I was happy when it was over. I've hated the entire storyline. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's no surprise that I didn't like the, that I didn't like the payoff. I thought it was well uh, done. I thought it was I well hope done. It, I hope it's done. Keyword done. I hope it's. I hope this feud between Sheamus and Hardy is done and over with. Yep, I think let both of these guys move on. That was the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Um, Yeah, obviously we're getting a lot of cinematic matches due to the times, and obviously once we get live crowds, dial those back to like four a year, maybe. We're getting too many of them, sort of, but, I mean, what else can you well, do? Well, look, it's fine to do them when you have creative that makes them good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, they're... Shit. WWE seemed to peak creatively with the you know, with the Boneyard match and hasn't been able to create a, a good... a really good thing on that level since. Just wait till you see the Boner Yard match. Oh, boy. Monday Night Raw kicked off Randy Orton. Uh, no surprise. He's basically calling out Drew McIntyre. We were not shocked at that one bit. No surprise. They have nobody else on Raw to face Drew McIntyre, so it had to be <laughs> had to be Randy. Uh, triple threat match to determine who faces the Street Profits at 
SummerSlam. No surprise there. So obvious. Yeah, no surprise here that I, I would have. Part of me wanted the Viking Raiders, then we could have a, another lead off of who who can do what better. Uh, but no, it was no surprise. If you've been watching the product, you you pretty much figured Andrade and Garza were going to win that triple threat. I fully expect that they're going to defeat the Street Profits at, at SummerSlam as well. Uh, Profits have had the belts for quite a while now, so I, I fully expect a title change there. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, that match never happened. Uh, poor Pat Buck, he got beat up. Hey, he had it coming. Uh, something that's been consistently good, in my opinion, has been anything with Seth Rollins during the pandemic, and and I thought this. Oh, was a, me and you totally disagree. I, I I've been. I lying. am so fucking sick of the Monday Night Messiah bullshit. I'm not. Oh, like look, more power to you, man. I fucking hate it. Like it's good shit, I, dude. I'd I'd rather listen to a Baron Corbin promo <laughs> than than have to watch any more of the Monday Night Messiah. I'm just I'm so fucking done with it. I'm just telling you, Vicky, it's the fucking truth. And the truth shall set you free. Oh man, so you would rather watch a Baron Corbin promo? I would. Do you? Uh. I thought Dominic did a good job here, though. Uh, uh, yes, he can, he can swing a main kendo stick. I, I think we're fully getting Dominic and, and Seth at, at, at SummerSlam. Ugh. And uh, Alistair Black got the eye treatment, so it, it, he'll probably be out for a while, or he'll wear an eye patch. I, I hear that uh, in the... Alistair ever- Black? <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> That's why that button was put in there. Uh, damn right. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to. Oh, the ever-changing mind of Vince McMahon. Uh, Meltzer says now that Black has been de-pushed. So. Well, Vince never pushed him to begin with. It was he was always a Heyman project. So he like, was also, but yeah, not he, surprising. Yeah, and he was on a long winning streak, undefeated streak there for a while too. But yeah, yep. Vince is Vince the moron, an absolute maroon. But I, yeah, I loved uh, I love what I saw from Dominic so far in this whole feud as well. Uh, I don't know if the guy can. I don't know if he can actually work or not. But I guess we'll find out. Mufa, Mufasa Ali talking with uh, r Truth. <laughs> Fucking r Truth. Um. So Mustafa. Oh, oh, he got his first name back too, Matt. Yeah, he's had that for a while. They took it away when he. Yeah, they took it away, but they they gave it back. They gave it back to him before he disappeared off TV. He's had to. He's had it back for a while. Uh, another good thing that I've liked with uh with the product lately is the Hurt business. I love the group of Lashley and MVP now with Shelton Benjamin. Uh, since they lost the six man tag last week, the Hurt business had to kind of get. Uh, back on the winning track, so Lashley defeated Ali in a in a a, a match ten minute match that was pretty dominated by uh, Lashley. There, I actually like seeing the twenty four seven title successfully defended. Yeah, like I actually en- enjoyed seeing them beat the shit out of the fucking ninjas. So, yeah, I. Uh... 
that was kind of a fun sidebar to that match to to Zawa coming out in the ninjas and that was kind of a fun thing. Uh Oscar and Sasha again have a good match but uh the ending a little odd but makes sense. I don't know. Does it make sense? I don't know. But uh basically Bailey beating the shit out of Kyrie Sane. So Oscar goes to make the save, gets counted out as in part of the rules. You get counted out or disqualified, you lose the match. So uh so Sasha Banks is your raw women's champion officially. And uh Kyrie Sane says goodbye as she is now done. God, I hope she swerves WWE and goes to AEW. I would fucking love it. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I just got married. I want to move back to Japan and retire. Psych. <laughs> well, look, the thing with AEW is they let their talents go back and forth to Japan more frequently. I mean, that's unfortunately how they lost Rio right now. Um, But I, I, I could see AEW being like, yeah, when you want to go home to Japan, you can go home to Japan. But, you know... Let's do some. Let's do some business first. Yeah, <laughs> they do. That division could sorely use a carry saying right now. That'd be awesome. Uh, Murphy defeated Umberto Carrillo, and then we got a uh, Extreme Rules match between Drew McIntyre and Ziggler. The stipulation was it's all Extreme Rules for everybody, and then uh no surprise drew mcintyre gets the win there and no surprise he eats an rko after that yes exactly no surprise at all no surprise i I did think it was an overall good raw and a good smackdown so they're going in the right direction towards SummerSlam as best they can all right rolling into the headlines uh obviously the uh the pandemic is affecting all sorts of shit right now and uh, the Jericho cruise that was supposed to uh, set sail uh, is now going to, I guess, basically take off a year, uh, not not fl- uh, not go this year, and set sail October twenty one to the twenty fifth in twenty twenty one. Well, they were set to sail in January, right? Uh yeah, maybe they were. I can't remember. Yeah, I think they were set to sail in January twenty twenty one. They pushed it back to October. Yeah, they usually. Uh, I, and honestly, I think that was the right. I think that was the right decision them so you don't want to kill a whole bunch of wrestling fans the cruise ship's about the worst thing right now uh biggie releases a t-shirt uh which is kind of a i'd say kind of a drawing version of both him and kofi taking a knee like they did a few weeks ago on smackdown uh if you go to new day dot downright merch inc down d-o-w-n right to the right merch inc inc.com uh new day dot downright merch inc and the uh, proceeds go to the NWA NAACP legal defense fund that's cool so, yeah some 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 good stuff there from Big E uh new WWE trademarks uh they have filed trademarks for the man now that I guess Flair is okay with it and Intercontinental Championship what? I wonder if uh, that just ran out. It had to have run out. Yeah. It had to have run out. Yeah. 
obviously the man we we've been talking about that for a while with uh, yeah well all you had to do is throw a bunch of money on rick flair's lap and the problem was gonna go away yep As we mentioned, NXT TakeOver 30 or NXT TakeOver Triple X, <laughs> just like with WrestleMania Triple X, August, Saturday, August 22nd, the night before SummerSlam. Um, Your SummerSlam might be on a boat. I have heard that, yes. <laughs> Maybe they should just go to Fight Island. God. I need to watch that just to see what it looked like. I, I, I haven't seen it. I was gone that night, so I didn't get to watch it. A bunch of uh, WWE execs sold off shares uh, in, in the million. Uh, you know, Vince sold a, a 12, almost 13,000 shares. Stephanie sold about 11,000. This Paul Levesque guy, I don't know who he is, but he sold almost uh, 11,000 shares. And Kevin Dunn sold 21,000 shares. Kevin Dunn speaking must of, be scared. Speaking of fuck that guy. Yeah, he, he must be scared of the market right now. You stupid idiots! So I did another reason I love the fact that AEW is not a publicly traded company. Um, what is that stock at right now? Pulling up right now. Forty-four ninety. Remember when it was pushing a, over? Well, I was going to say when it was over a hundred. Yeah, it's such good. They're shit. they're honestly they're lucky with that they are where they are right now. So yeah, could be much worse. So apparently, I did not know this, but they took a shot at Cornette during the Falls Count Anywhere match. On dynamite. Um, that's funny. I don't remember. It says there was a Jim Cornette reference as a sign for a mud show. Cornette's euphemism for AEW and bad independent shows on his podcast. Oh. Um, and it was seen that that term was seen in a truck that was used during Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade. Uh, big swole on the uh, most recent edition of the AEW Restricted Podcast. So, I enjoy those. I enjoy those unrestricted shows. I think they're pretty good. I, I end up watching them on YouTube when they put them up because on YouTube they actually have the uh, the video instead of instead of just li- like you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, but if you wait a week, they have like a the video version of it. They put it on TNT's. Uh, YouTube page. Yeah. So I, and I watched on there. And yeah, I thought I thought the Nile Rose one was really good. I just recently saw the, uh, I just saw the, watch the, uh, I think I watched the Big Swole one last night, which I also thought was really good. On pay-per-view, September 12th, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition boxing match. So Tyson in, is in insane shape right now. And uh, obviously there was uh, all sorts of uh, rumors that he was looking to return to the ring. Uh, it's going to be part of a pay-per-view that airs. Um, I'm not sure what else is going to be on it, but obviously that's going to probably be the main event. 
two 50 year old guys punching the shit out of each other. <laughs> That'll get a lot of buys though. Mike Tyson returning to the ring. Did you watch? Uh, yeah, Ad- I'm sure it will. Did you watch Adam Cole on the Pat McAfee show? Yeah, I, I saw the work. Oh my God. The people that think it's a fucking shoot. Mark Henry thinks it's a shoot. Like you, Mark, you're a fucking idiot. You stupid idiots! Yeah, it's it's so fucking fake. Like as, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, "That's a fucking work." Freaking yeah. McAfee and Cole have been going at each other, taking jabs for years now. Like they're they're just gonna have a match at Takeover. It's so fucking obvious. And uh, Triple H uh, was on Matt, Pat McAfee's show as well, and and kind of blamed Pat, who is still under contract. So yes. Yes, it's it's such good shit. Probably need a new yeah, microphone. At least Triple though. H thinks it is. Cole knocked that fuck out of that microphone when it hit the floor. Yeah, you're gonna probably have to buy a new microphone though. Looks like they use Rode podcast Rodecasters for their mics on on that show. Those are about two fifty a pop. But he gets a lot of views on YouTube, so YouTube will buy him a new one. <laughs> the people that thought that was real. Dude, it's so dumb. Oh, they were born yesterday, apparently. Yeah, I just, I just, I, and honestly, it blows my mind. Uh, not just in the demo for the demo gods, but uh, AEW killed NXT this week, last week, uh, eight forty-five to six fifteen. Uh. 18 to 49 was 0.32 to 0.17. So AEW just smoking NXT ever, ever since NXT got a little sniff of winning Wednesday night wars, right? They got a little sniff. They, they had a couple weeks where Moxley wasn't on AEW. Those were the weeks that they won. Moxley's back. Moxley's a draw. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that wanted to dispute that fact, I mean, it's right there. Like, just when, like Moxley, when Moxley's around, AEW don't lose those ratings. Just like what uh, uh, the Good Brothers said, they're a draw too, you know. Everybody talking about impact. Uh, definitely uh, go check out that interview with Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. <laughs> I, I've, I've enjoyed all the – the Good Brothers interviews that are popping all over the internet right now. So Good they've Brothers, been doing, need, they've been doing interviews with everybody. Good Brothers need some better internet, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carl Anderson looks like he has some uh, some inter- some video issues. Quit downloading that porn, Carl. Uh, I don't know what happened, but SmackDown got a nice bump on uh, last Friday, uh, $1.97 so they almost cracked $2 million for the first time since the uh, replay of the Boneyard match. I also I also think Jeff Hardy's a draw. So True. I think him being in the main event probably helped a great deal. Like They should really use him better than they're using him right now. Raw continues to piss in the wind. Barely over $1.6 uh, second lowest ever rating. The lowest ever rating was just two weeks prior to that. So, and uh, you can't. 
you know, the pandemic's going on, but uh, baseball got 4 million viewers with nobody in the crowd or anything like that. So I think, uh, you know, no crowd is a big thing, but at the same time, you still got to put out a good product. And overall, it's been kind of spotty. We had a good week this week, but overall, it's been spotty. And you come, you go see baseball, which I, who knows how long baseball is going to be around because uh, of the of the Miami or the Florida Marlins or whatever the fuck they're called right now. Uh, uh, I can't even play a game until Monday because everybody's got COVID. And then it came out today, 40 people in the NFL tested positive for COVID. It's like NBA and NHL are the only ones doing it right right now. So it's like yeah. – Any like, league that, that thinks they can still travel and, and get away with it right now is learning the hard way that it ain't going to fucking work. And this is just rookies reporting, and there's 40 of them that have tested positive. It, I uh, – I do not have high hopes that baseball is going to make it 60 games. I could bet good money that NFL ain't going to start on time. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, They're probably going to try some shit, but fuck. I mean, that report came out today, and that's just rookie camp people. Not good. Oh, we got a big surprise on the, on the Twitter here uh, the other day when it was teased that the video game channel G4 is making a comeback. Yeah, and, I hear it's online only, though. And uh, Xavier Woods. Name. Yeah, and Xavier Woods is pushing for uh, to be a host of one or all the shows. He doesn't care. Creed for, hashtag Creed 4 G4. I saw that shit trending this week. Oh, so. he's, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a bit on it. He's gonna host something. Ain't no doubt. I love G four. Did you watch it back in the day? I loved G four back in the day. That's why I, I was excited when I heard it was coming back, and then I heard it's just it's an online thing, and I'm just like, eh. yeah, still, it's gonna be on YouTube or uh, on a streaming channel. I just I, w- I would rather be able to just turn a channel and turn on turn that's on G four. Honestly, it's yeah, the way the world is today. Pay. Yeah. Uh, WWE has applied trademarks to the uh, NXT UK Heritage Cup and Heritage Cup uh, for uh, uh, the trademarks there. So apparently there's going to be some kind of big tournament. Winner gets a cup. Cup of what? Cup of noodles? Maybe. Will you stop? Um, more on the MLB returning uh, it, uh, the Yankees Nationals game 4 million viewers most watched regular season game on any network since 2011 um, yeah people miss baseball but it ain't gonna get I don't think they're gonna get to keep it for long yeah but so, will it cut into the WWE's already sagging ratings is the question I, I think any live sport if it goes up against pro wrestling right now, it's going to cut into their ratings just because people miss it so much. Doesn't, uh, doesn't the NBA return Thursday? Mm-hmm. Like, NHL's like, not too far behind. Yeah. No, NHL's I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think NHL is going to take away pro wrestling's audience, but I think the NBA might. Yeah. And I actually feel the NBA is doing it right to the point where we're actually going to get the, uh, 
we're actually going to get to the finals. Except for that. You stupid idiots! That uh, left the bubble for a strip club. I can't, I can't remember which player that was. but and Honest uh, to God, I wouldn't let him back in. Yeah. He's got a quarantine for like 14 days or something now. Honestly, if 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 I if they I if I caught a player doing that, I'd be like, "You're done. Go home." You know, we're trying to do we're trying to protect our fucking talent here. If you're going to go do something fucking stupid like that, you can just go home. Uh we're a few months out from this, but whenever we get another UK takeover, here's something to look forward to. The Finn Balor did an article, an interview with the Irish Mirror, and he wants Edge at NXT Takeover Dublin. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, well, I'm we sure could, Edge read that and laughed. We could hope. Edge is not. They are not going to use an Edge match on an NXT UK show. Yeah. I don't even think they'd use an Edge match on a regular NXT show. Uh Edge is strictly main 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 brand pay per view. Like I don't I like I don't ever think we'll see the day where Edge is is wrestling on Raw. Like I I think Edge is going to be strictly special special pay per view event uh, matches. So yeah, I just I I don't. I do I do Frankie. Uh, sad news. The legendary Regis Philman passed away this week. Um, obviously a, a great host, a great game show host, uh, but also had a lot of ties with the WWE. He would always have wrestlers on, especially during the Attitude Era, uh, on Regis and Kathy Lee. And so uh, that is why we kind of bring it up here. Uh, Philman, uh, he was, uh, he was, he was, uh, uh, very. He definitely deserves a a celebrity Hall of Fame induction, uh, if he is not already there. But uh, he had count, countless WWE superstars on the show. Oh yeah, uh, Diesel, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Rick Rude, Ultimate Warrior, Lex Luger. I mean, just the list is on and on of, of oh, it's, it's a gigantic list. We'd be here honestly. We'd be here all night. Talking about every wrestler that was ever on uh, the Regis and Kathy Lee show. This is an interesting topic that I think was brought up by uh, a fan, I think. Uh, With women empowerment being a big thing recently on social media. Somebody brought up, uh, should they get rid of the name knockouts? And literally, it was almost unanimous, the women in that division saying, no, yeah, it's not a bad name. It's not demeaning. It's not, and uh, I agree. There's there's no reason to have to get rid of that. So Yeah, there's nothing, yeah, there's not, I, I've never seen anything wrong with the knockouts name. Literally, I think every single response was, no, we don't need to get rid of this. Uh, on Jericho's Saturday Night Special, he announced that he's going to self-publish a new book that looks at every match in his career. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of fucking matches. That's it's 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 going to be a must-have for Chris Jericho. Fan. It's like an encyclopedia yeah. of Jericho. The Encyclopedia of Jericho. You stupid. Read it all, man. I can't wait for the. Uh, and we know it's coming, but it, obviously not until 
he's probably close to being done wrestling, but all oh, the AEW chapter of his next book. That'll be some good. That'll be some. It's such good shit. Pow. Um, Jericho also is going to appear in Kevin Smith's horror comedy show called Kilroy was here. Um, he's going to, Jericho's going to be a redneck alligator hunter. That'll be good. Oh boy. <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, the trailer was unveiled, uh, at the virtual comic con this past weekend. Adam Cole commented on the Pat McAfee incident on Twitter, said, I've had the weekend to think about everything, and it's still hard to put into words where to begin. First of all, to anyone that I've offended, I apologize. I apologize because I represent a brand that commands respect, not just because of what we do in the ring, but how we handle ourselves outside of the ring. Even though he continued to push my buttons, I should have kept my composure and acted like a professional. I'm embarrassed by my reaction, and I will make sure something like that never happens again. Thanks for the continued support, everyone. Hashtag kayfabe. Yeah. Eva Marie is back in pro wrestling. Well, sort of. Well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> A new show about women wrestlers on Now This News, which I think is just basically a digital platform that's on YouTube and shared all over Facebook and shit. I've, I see Now This News all over the time. It'll be called Faces and Heels, following seven amazing women who are kicking ass in the real world of wrestling. I recognize a lot of, of, the, of the faces on there, too. So, and it could, yeah. be, it could be a pretty good show. Looking, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how what they do with it. Backyard Wrestling may be returning as uh, Ugh, there God. are trademarks filed for Backyard Wrestling. That, like, of all the things that people thought we needed to have a comeback on, that's, that's not one of them. Uh, I don't know who Nigel Sherrard is, but I'm assuming he works for Impacts at some point, and uh, they applied uh, for the trademark for Wrestler House. which is something Matt said he should not like, but he does. Yeah, I know. I Look, I know it's something that I normally should hate, but I found it very entertaining. I, so I, I'll I actually, I'll be curious to get your thoughts when you see the segment tonight. Yeah, I'll DM you because I'm 99% sure I'm going to watch it after we get done recording, which is literally going to be in a few minutes because we just have a, a couple of pieces of headlines left to, before we wrap it up. Uh, Ring of Honor is going to be taping shortly uh, empty arena content, and it'll be in the Maryland areas where they're going to tape. Um, that's another company I've ignored for a long time. Curious to see if uh, they catch our attention again. Doubtful, but. Uh, the great Netflix wrestling show based on the gorgeous ladies of wrestling from the 80s received three Emmy nominations, including supporting actress in a comedy, so they continue to get a lot of award recognition. Uh, the Daniel Bryan collection has been added to the WWE Network. The collection goes all the way back to Night of Champions in 2010 when he took on The Miz, his former mentor from NXT, uh, for the United States Championship. Also, Brian versus Punk from 2012's Over the Limit. Um, Team Hell No against Kofi Kingston and R-Truth, Night of Champions 2012. 
Brian and Cena at SummerSlam 2013 for the WWE Championship. Of course, what collection with Daniel Bryan would have to have is Bryan against Triple H at WrestleMania 30, followed by the triple threat match to end WrestleMania 30 and one of the greatest endings of WrestleMania history. Brian and Lesnar from Survivor Series 18 and AJ Styles and Brian from uh, for the championship at TLC in 2018 are all included. The first ever bro Matt Fi- Matt Riddle action figure is now a part of uh, ringside collectibles. Um, the Elite 78 series includes Matt Riddle, Drake Maverick, Randy Orton, R-Truth with a 24-7 title, Kofi Kingston, Naomi, uh, and then the rest, uh, uh, that's it. They just announced Elite 78. Truth with the ugly-ass 24-7 title is kind of funny, though. And Chris Statlander announced on uh, on her social media that she officially underwent surgery to repair her torn ACL today. I wonder if COVID... No, I don't know why it took so long. That's what I was going to say, COVID, maybe. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility, but damn, like, should have had that done already. I'm guessing it was something she had no control over. So. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, I hope she just wasn't putting it off, hoping it was going to get better or something. Yeah, I don't think you would do that with a torn ACL, but who knows? She's an alien, so she maybe she just thought she'd recover, you know? Yeah. You know? Super. It's such good shit. Powers. That's going to do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host and enabling us to, uh, to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure you search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically on Wednesdays. And uh, also the YouTube, you can see, uh, well, at least my smiling face right now. Uh, and uh, for our video podcast and uh, that is, the links to all that are on our Facebook t- page, facebook.com slash lost the mid card, or uh, go to Twitter on our pinned tweet there at L I T M C podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get Daryl back. Uh, he's been very busy with work, so he's been unable to join, but uh, give him a follow on the Twitter. At no one like D Matt is on the Twitter at Raw of Showtime. I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And uh, before we ride off into the sunset, after I've talked for about four, what seems like four straight hours, <laughs> Matt, what are your final thoughts? And in the Dynamite Wednesday night, I think it's going to be a hell of a show. Do you? I do. Use that button more than I thought I would tonight. <laughs> It was a good week of wrestling, uh, and uh, as Matt said, it's probably only going to get better, at least on on uh, AEW side of things. Uh, AEW continues to put on a tremendous product, no matter what's going on in the world. So, oh, Cody and Warhorse, man, that's going to be a battle, ain't it? I've yet to see a Warhorse match, so I'm, I'm interested in finally seeing what this guy's all about. Yeah, go look one up if you want. Otherwise, you can I kind of I kind of just want to go in blind. I, I, I don't blame you there either. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go watch some Impact and eat some Funyuns. So for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll catch you next week.